0: To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Let us know your feedbacks, questions or concerns. Hope you are all doing well and enjoy listening to our conversations. Episode 4 Warranted Peace Dear Kaito, Hope you had a fun week. Your mom sends her regards. Following our intercity sprint, we had a 4-hour train ride reached the east wall where it would stop for 45 minutes followed by another seven hours to Ravendor This seemed like a great time to take a nap. The east wall is something on everyone's bucket list. It's a naturalized barrier that stands about three football fields wide about five times as tall spread across the entirety of the land between Ravendor and Ravenfall. Over the last decade though it had been slowly eroding away As the summers got hotter. It also did not help that the tensions between the two neighboring nations escalated exponentially every election year. I opened my eyes sensing the train had halted only to find that it was almost empty. The east wall seems quite far away, I said trying to wake your mom. The east wall prepares for peace. You requested to board the train on the opposite side of the tracks back to the city Repeated loudly on the scratchy platform announcement radio. Your mum, furious from hearing the news and not at all because I woke her up from her deep meditative sleep stormed into the railway office asking What do you mean head back? I need to get to Ravendor, to get to the two-tailed city. Her voice getting angrier with every word. There was this tiny French bearded fox terrier kinda like Snowy from Tintin but with spots, dressed up in an oversized colonel uniform. The eastward neighbours will breach the wall any day now, so we are sealing off the area to deploy our peace corps, he said, visibly sweating from your mom's presence. Her patience already running thin. Peace Corps, really couldn't find anything more ironical? She towered over the colonel, who now was further sunk into his already oversized suit. Listen, lady, my troops and I head to the south border at the brink of dawn. A few lines are being held by a bunch of pesky school kids who don't get the gravity of the situation. I don't have time to explain myself to you, he said as he flicked the newspaper towards me. We sat there on the bench facing the train that would head back when she said, if we sneak in with them and head south, we can exit the border into the Greenlands. It's quite a walk from there but there is a train station at the edge of the forest that can take us to San Sardine Harbour We can find our way to the two-tailed city from there Call it a lack of sleep or the weird week we had I was game for whatever she said We snuck under one of the trucks headed south The fourth one to be precise I've seen enough movies to avoid the first three which are more prone to explosion just in case a war broke out early there was a neat little crevice that was used to store an additional tyre but since the fuel supplies had become sparse all the trucks operated at minimal weight disposing any extra item which luckily was good for us because I did not have the upper body strength to hold myself to the base of the truck past the gates. The right down south was awfully rocky not a single chirp, not an animal sight. the land is drying out as if this place has been cursed Your mom said. To be fair, what she said did make sense. The rising temperatures over the years had led most animals to flee the area, while others enlisted in the Peace Corps. All that remained behind were kids, cubs and nestlings, who for the most part held their ground well. But as years flew by, the kids began questioning everything, from war to a lack of actions. And when they didn't get answers, or were sidelined by those in power, they protested. They protested by setting up pace at the southern border by the oil pipelines, cutting down the nation's single source of fuel. Slowly but steadily, teachers from all over chimed in, followed by more people. With the fuel lines closed for over a year, Ravenfall started channelling wind, water and sun, and adapted this new way of life, making it more utopic till the war bells rang and people were back to square one in search of fuel. Hours later, when we could see glimpses of the southern border from between the tyres, we unhinged ourselves from the truck so we could sneak downhill. It would take them two hours by road and us the same amount of time if we bypassed the route by running downhill. Half that time if we rolled. We reached the town in an hour All covered in dirt you're going to be ambushed quick who's the leader here your mum yelled while gasping for breath between words I was just gasping between gasps there are no leaders here we're all equal said a childish voice coming from the general direction of a gigantic Buffalo the voice didn't match the persona what can we do for you now he seemed to be talking without moving his lips he moved aside and this tiny little moose girl came ahead in a pastel green windbreaker. The troops are headed here for the oil. Save yourselves, your mother went on. The kid responded back. For too long have they ruined our homes for their benefit. We cannot let it happen again. We make a stand for our parents and for our future. She reminded me a lot of you as the trucks approached. I was just amazed at the conviction of the crowd as they stood behind her, kids of all kinds, barely over 14, beavers, squirrels, elks, lynxes, foxes, wolves and owls. The colonel stepped down from the third truck, probably following my strategy, walked as the bears and wolves, covered in body armour, made their way down their trucks. We need to do this for the safety and peace of Rivenfall, the colonel said. So you're willing to pay for peace with blood, she said as the bears moved a step closer. The village gathered as one, ready to do whatever it takes to ensure their lands weren't harmed further for the ease of humankind. The wolves in uniform were a little more reluctant to see cubs that looked like them stand in front. The ice melts. We no longer have a natural barrier protecting our lands. Please, we need to prepare for war. We need the fuel and we shall take it. The colonel went on. The children did not budge. Your mom and I stood in arms with the kids. You leave us no choice, said the colonel, as both sides prepared to fight. The troops took guard. You hear that? your mom said. Hear what? I said as mild whistling noises lurked from far away. Monsoon puffins, said the baby moose with a large smile as everyone stared into the sky and a swarm of these birds flew south, graying out the sky. Wait, your mom shouted, even grabbing the colonel's attention. After the puffins come the rains. The land hadn't seen rain in three years. The sky was dark gray After the birds flew past us, the sweet smell of wet sand had put a smile on the faces on either side as the sky poured its heart out. The colonel though, took off his hat and sat down. It's all over now, he said, asking the troops to ease off. We walked towards him to find out what happened. The rain will erode the already thinning wall and without fuel, our troops are sitting ducks. It's all over. Please hide, we will protect you, he said into the loudspeaker as the troops turned towards the direction of the wall. It rained for hours, probably jamming the radio. That didn't stop the colonel from repeatedly trying to reach the base. Do you copy? Do you copy? He went on and on into the radio. As the rains increased, the troops had started to mingle with the kids and enjoy their time however short it may be. The large buffalo rang the dinner bell, serving up some warm soup for the cold weather. I was famished, so I dug right in. It tasted like a childhood memory come to life. Either he was a true artist, or my heart had finally given up from the tumble-down and this was the afterlife. But the soup was heavenly. The colonel picked up the radio again attempting one last contact. Base, do you copy? he yelled. Do you copy? he said rather softly the second time round. All the kids and the troops staring at his radio. They too wanted it to reply. For he was the only sad person in the village that night. Yes, we hear you loud and clear. said a crackling voice on the other end. You won't believe what just happened. The rain poured in from our end, while icy winds blew in from Ravendor, forging the ice wall back to its former glory. It is truly a miracle." The colonel turned to the baby moose and your mom. But how? He asked. Mother Nature has a way of healing herself, your mom replied. Not every day do these miracles happen. I am just glad it happened today. Shocked and stunned. The colonel was convinced and promised to spread the word and fight alongside these kids. They all drank, ate and danced through the night. It was a sight to behold. However, we couldn't stay the night. We had to head down to the border to the Greenlands before the sun rose. We took one last picture with them, bid our goodbyes and headed off for our next journey. Miracles don't usually happen at the right moment. Sometimes you have to will it into existence. The neon-jacketed girl and her friends had willed it into existence for a whole year. All your mom, the ornithal alchemist did, was give it a slight nudge. Shh. Night-night sleepy pause. Love. tada. And to all our other listeners, I hope you have a great week. Enjoy the fresh air and catch you soon.